Perception, Perception is reality. Reality. Welcome, folks, to this 129th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbury. It's great to be with you. Thanks for giving us a little bit of your time. We have a great show in store for you, but before we get started, I do have to remind you to share the show with everyone you know. Of course, you can tell them we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites. All they have to do is search for us by name. Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbury. But the easy easiest way to find us is to simply go to Google and enter in Bilbrey Podcast. That's B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast. Also, don't forget to check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bilbrey318 or Christopher H. Bilbrey there at Facebook there seven days a week. At 8.35 p.m., I release a live video episode. You will not want to miss it. All right, folks, for this 129th episode, I wanted to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart. Actually, the topic that we're going to be discussing this evening is the main reason you're hearing me at all. So, all the way back in 2015 and 2016... I started having a little bit of an issue with how the local government in Winchester, Indiana was going about a project that they were undertaking. And the reason the project was being undertook was not for a noble reason to help people out. It wasn't to better the community. It wasn't to make a lasting impression on Winchester that would be thought of as a great achievement. Oh no, no, no. The reason the issue was at hand back during that time period was because there was a little-known one-term mayor who was in the second going into third year of his term in office, and he was thinking about the future and about his political future, to be exact. And he knew as a Democrat mayor in a mostly Republican city, in a mostly Republican county, in a mostly Republican Indiana State Representative District, District 33, he knew if he wanted to advance, he would have to have... Republicans on his side who were willing to go to bat for him, and he needed to do something to help shore up that vote. So he started cutting corners. He started making decisions that he didn't have the proper authority or legal standing to make, and the city of Winchester then embarked on a crazy ride, which I was at the center of, along with other citizens. But the reason I took issue with what was going on at the time was because of a couple of reasons. First of all, I realized the mayor didn't have the authority to be doing what he was doing. And I, I looked at that as a major issue. Second of all, I realized that there was a good majority of the citizens of Winchester, which Winchester, Indiana at the time was just a little shy of 5,000 people. And I realized that a good majority of those 5,000 people had no idea what was going on. They probably couldn't have honestly told you who the mayor was. They certainly couldn't have told you who the city council members were. They had never been to a city council meeting. They didn't know when the meetings were held. They didn't know what they discussed there. And they didn't honestly know how things were done. And so I thought, you know, there is a need for citizens to know what's going on, but not just know they need to have a full understanding. They need to know what can be done, what can't be done, what the mayor can and can't do, what the council should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing, and they need to know that they, as citizens, can be involved. Yes, it's important to know what's going on at the national level, and yes, it's important to know what's going on at the state level, but I've said it here 
time after time after time. Nothing affects you the way that local government affects you, okay? Yes, it's important that we have an understanding of what's going on at the national level, and it's important to vote the way that best aligns with your beliefs on the national level and at the state level. But the local government where you live, your county, your city, your town, whatever you call it, maybe you live in a village, that government can affect you day in and day out more than any other aspect of government. And and you as a citizen have the right to stand up and say, whoa, wait a minute here. You also have the right to stand up and say you support what they're doing. But just going through life not having a clue and not having a say is not something that's okay. Now mix that with property rights and you have a surefire way to get me interested. And what do I mean by property rights? I mean the fact that as a citizen living on a plot of land with your home there and your family, you should have the right to live in that house, on that street, in that neighborhood, with a little bit of understanding of how life is going to be in that area. And if you do right and you take care of your area and you take care of your street and you impact others to do the same through your actions, you should have an understanding of what life in your neighborhood at your property is going to be like. And the government, whether it be the United States government, the state government, or your county, city, or town government, shouldn't be able to come in and just fundamentally change that. And when you see things like that happening, you have to stand up and fight. Now, you're not always going to get what you want dealing with local, state, or federal government, but that doesn't mean you won't be heard. So what we're going to talk about in this episode is a fairly current events style topic. It's very topical, and it is specifically dealing with the city of Muncie. However, don't turn this off just because you've heard that. Because I can guarantee you, if you live somewhere in the United States of America, anywhere inside the United States of America, there will come a time where you living in your community, will deal with something like this. And it might be a situation where your property butts right up to the property of another property or maybe the maybe public property, and they want to change something about it. Maybe it's a situation where the, the city or the town or the county takes over a property that connects to yours. Maybe it doesn't touch yours. Maybe it's all the way across town. But as a citizen of that community, you still have a say. Because going back to the first part, that's the most important part of all of this, is that you as a citizen have the right to speak with your elected officials, to inform them of what you like and what you don't like, and you have not only the right, but I will call it the responsibility to make sure others are aware and others are also getting active and engaged in trying to preserve the home, trying to preserve the community, trying to preserve the, the aesthetics or, or whatever it is that you're trying to, to keep. And it might be that you're going the other way. Maybe you want something different. You want change. You still have that right as a citizen. And I feel like so many times citizens either don't know they have that right or they are told things that aren't exactly true so that they feel like they don't have a say 
or they don't have all of the information because that's the third part of this. A lot of times, your local government, your town, your city, your county government does things in such a manner that you just simply don't know about it until it's too late. That's why it's important for you to be on the ball and know what's going on at all times. Because sometimes these things just sneak up and grab you. So what am I talking about? Well, of course, I'm talking about the current ongoing issue, situation, in the city of Muncie, where the current Muncie mayor, Dan Reidenauer, has announced recently of his desire to work with a private company, a nonprofit called the YMCA. We're all familiar. They're wanting to close two of their locations in the city of Muncie, and they're wanting to open one larger facility in between their two facilities they want to close, kind of in the heart of the city. And the mayor and the YMCA and others, I'm sure, have decided the best way they could go about doing this would be for the YMCA and the mayor to come up with an agreement to take over a green space right in the heart of the city of Muncie, just connected there at the southeast section of Ball State University, which is called Tui Pool. Some people have been calling it Tui Pool Park. It's a green space where a city pool is at, and then there is a wide open green space with some trees and some playground equipment, and families go there to walk their dogs, to exercise, to sunbathe, to let the children play. And what's going on is this would be going from a completely 100% public area that everybody in the city of Muncie can utilize in some way or another to going to a parking lot with a building that you have to buy a pass to go into and use. And that's going to change the aesthetics of this area. It is going to change who can utilize this area. And it's going to fundamentally change this whole area there. Some people argue for the better. Some people argue for the worse. Here's the problem I have with it. And I'm just going to be very honest. The problem I have with it is we simply just don't know a lot of information. Okay? The mayor in all of his infinite wisdom, has decided up until this point to keep all of his cards close to the vest on this one. And when I say this one, I mean this one like the last one and like the one before that and the one before that. See, this mayor has not been very forthcoming with information <clears throat> in his time in the mayor's office, which has only been 11 months. This is his first year into his first term. And there have been issues, we can say, with communication, with transparency, with accountability. And with this project... The YMCA project, possibly moving to Tui Pool, Tui Park area. The citizens of Muncie feel as though they are not getting the information from the mayor. And they feel as though they're having to try and piece together what's happening. And we're just tired of that. So I'm starting to see quite a bit of pushback from this. And, of course, the mayor doesn't like that. He's used to, you know, having things done his way, and when he says it, it happens. So this is going to be interesting. He went to the park board, and in a 30-minute park board meeting, they were able to hear very limited information on this, and then they voted on it, 
giving their blessing, saying that they make the recommendation for whatever is going to happen here, the mayor will have to go to the council to make this happen, and we're starting to get citizens pushing back, reaching out to the council, saying, hey, we don't know if we like this or not. And now what's happened is the Muncie City Council has started saying, well, we're not really sure what's going on here. So a couple members from the Muncie City Council who belong to a committee called the Land and Traffic Committee have gotten together and they have said, we want to know what's going on and we want to hear from everybody involved. So we're going to hold a committee meeting on December 1st, 2020. And we want everybody to come to the table who has something to do with this, all the stakeholders. And we want to hear everything that's going on with this. And as the Land and Traffic Committee, which is made up of three Muncie City Council members, Jeff Robinson, Troy Ingram, and Ralph Smith, we will then hear what happens, and if an ordinance is put before the council, we will make a recommendation, but we want the citizens to be heard, and we want the citizens to be able to get as much information as possible. We want the mayor to lay his cards on the line, on the table, and we want the YMCA to lay their cards out, and anybody else who has something to say about this, we want to hear from everybody. And so they have this meeting that we're all going to attend and get to hear what's going on, what's being said, and then we can make a little bit better judgment. But coming from where we're at right now, look, folks, I've got to lean the way of the citizens who are saying, we're not thrilled about this. We've not been able to receive much information when we ask any of the elected officials about this. The entire city council's not really saying anything about it because they really don't know anything about it because they're not really getting information from the mayor. So it's the YMCA that holds these cards. It's the mayor that holds the cards. And the public and the council are kind of all left in the dark. Now... The mayor did go to the Parks Board on October 20th, and the mayor and the YMCA put on about a 35-minute long presentation to the Park Board, and they covered some information, just real general basic information, and you can actually hear from the members of the Park Board where they are saying, you know, we're not saying no, but we're not really saying yes because we need more information. They just really felt like they weren't given all the information that they needed to move forward and just say, yes, this is fantastic, go ahead. They, like all the rest of us, want to hear the nuts and the bolts of this, and when they ask questions like that to the mayor, you can hear that Mayor Ridenauer sounds a little put out because they dare ask a question. Play cut number one. Like I said, maybe you all knew about this. I did not. Well, um, Carl, I, think, I, I made Carl aware of it yeah, as well. Okay. And maybe we should hear what Carl has to say tonight because yeah. I think what the mayor is saying that they, they need to move yeah, forward. I know they need to move mm -hmm. forward. And we don't, we don't have another meeting until next month. Yeah. December. No, we don't December. Know. There's okay. not even a November meeting. Yeah. So, yeah, every other month, yeah. Mm -hmm. so maybe what we could do is vote on, on that you pursue a little more and then in the December meeting give us more detail. Are, are you wanting us to vote tonight that you have permission to go forward? Well, and I would like to know specifically yeah. uh, what you would want, to, what type of detail you would be looking for. If I mean, uh, because I think they've got, there's, there's, there are several things to work out, but I think that, uh, I think this is worthy and needs to move forward. But I don't know that they're prepared to say we're going to trade properties or sell properties. I, I don't know. I don't know that part. There's just too much I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we discuss this more when you do? The park board will send you away, and the council will say, nope, we're not doing anything until you do know. And when you and the Y know, and you're prepared to let the city know,
then we can discuss it. But until the mayor and the Y are willing to sit down with the park board and the city council and the citizens, the most important, the citizens, and discuss all of the facts and all of the details surrounding this situation, we all just need to be done with this. There's nothing wrong with the citizens being given the information ahead of time for them to make the decision if they want to allow you, the elected officials, to do this. Keep in mind, Mayor Ridenauer, and keep in mind, Park Board, and keep in mind, City Council, you work for the city and the citizens of that city. You don't just have free reign to do whatever the hell it is that you want. Does anybody remember the whale sustainable product uh, plant fiasco? Does anybody remember how quickly the citizens stepped up and mobilized and said, huh, -uh, and they did what they needed to do to shut that down? This is just like that. It's not necessarily a health hazard. It's not necessarily on the same scale, but it's a situation where you have folks in the community who are wanting information. That's it. If you provide information, I might say, hey, this is a wonderful idea. I might change my song and dance. We might move forward with it. Maybe the, the city council feels that same way. Maybe there are citizens who are against this right now who would absolutely be in favor of it, but they need the information first. And that's where Mayor Ridenauer always seems to be lacking. He refuses, he refuses to come clean and give the information. He wants to have everything in place, and then he wants to provide a finished project and that's just not how it works in government. And it's simply not how we're going to allow it to work. When the mayor and when the Y wants to sit down with everybody involved, then we'll take a look at it. And look, folks, maybe when all the information is out, maybe the citizens that are against this, and maybe myself included, will be in favor of this. But it's because we don't know what's going on that we have to say, whoa, 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 slow your roll, put the brakes on, and let's get some information. That's all it takes. There's no reason why Ridenauer should have to keep all the cards to his close to the, his vest and, and keep everybody out. He has a very bad habit of doing that. He doesn't want information to get out. He doesn't want to have to hear something that he's planning on perception is reality. He doesn't want the citizens to hear this information. He's afraid of misinformation, misinformation. Let me tell you how misinformation starts. Misinformation begins when there's a project or an idea like this that's kind of dangled out in front of everybody and the mayor or, or an elected official or some city official says, well, we would like to do this, but we don't know all the information just yet. We, we know that it's a worthy cause and we want you to go ahead and give us your blessing so we can go ahead and spend money doing this and drumming up this other information and hiring architects so that when we present it to the council, we can say, look at all this information that we've done here. We've spent money and the park board gave us their blessing and the citizens are here reading this in the newspaper or seeing this at council meetings or at park board meetings meetings and they're saying, wait a minute, what are we talking about? And they reach out to the mayor, they reach out to the council, they reach out to the park board, and nobody really has a solid answer. The mayor knows what's going on and the Y knows what's going on, but they're not willing to really tell anybody. So people start speculating. They start talking about what they do know. Somebody says, well, I heard from a friend whose friend eats with Mayor Ridenauer's wife, or I heard from somebody whose brother is the cousin to, to the doctor who's on the board of the Y. And so they start talking about these little bits of scraps of information that they hear, and they start to kind of fill in the gap with what they think, and that's how the misinformation gets out there. It, misinformation doesn't get out there on this show because what happens on this show is sources from inside the city government, inside Ridenauer's administration, those that are very close to him, along with those on the council, those in county government, and various other governments. We're not just talking about Muncie. We're talking about any government here th throughout East Central Indiana. 
they decide to come to me and give me information so I can provide it to the citizens so the citizens can be informed and then do something about it. That's not misinformation. Misinformation is what Ridenauer is doing, dangling the carrot out there on the stick and not providing the people with all the information that he has or coming with some half-assed plan that he doesn't know the answer to. Maybe he really doesn't know. And if that's the case, then we shouldn't be discussing this any further until he does know. Or if he knows, but he's just not willing to come clean with it, then we shouldn't be doing this. That's the bottom line, because people have questions. And with this being an issue that means so much to me, because it's a property rights issue, meaning that there are citizens in Muncie who are right now deciding how they want their government to use this public property. Right now, public property that 100% of the citizens of Muncie can use without paying any kind of fee, any kind of day pass, week pass, yearly pass, they can go there and enjoy that green space at Tui Park. And they don't want that to change. They want to be able to utilize it if they want to utilize it. If this YMCA deal goes through and they tear down this park and they put up this building and this parking lot, then the only way you can utilize it at that point would be to pay the YMCA membership. And there are citizens that have an issue with that. But more importantly, there are citizens that just simply have questions and they can't get the questions answered and so they don't like that. People aren't against things just to be against it. They generally have questions and if the questions can be answered with answers that make sense and with a thinking that this is somehow beneficial to the majority of the people, then they could maybe be behind it. But because everything appears to be done in secrecy and behind closed doors, people start to grow weary of that as they should. So because this is such a hot button issue and because I want to highlight how people should behave in this manner, meaning people have a right to speak out on both sides. If somebody's for this, right on, speak out for it and tell people why you're for it. If somebody's against it, right on, speak out and tell people why you're against it. And because of that, I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to schedule this episode. I'm going to put out a call to all the citizens of Muncie. And I said, if you're for this project, get a hold of me. I want to interview you. If you are against this project, get a hold of me. I want to interview you. I said I would give equal time and equal consideration to anyone that reached out to me. And I would listen to all sides. And even though I have my mind made up in this situation, I would present everybody's argument. And halfway through that process, I started hearing from citizens and elected and appointed officials, and they were all telling me, hey, we really want to hear from Mayor Ridenauer. You ought to invite Mayor Ridenauer to come on, and he ought to lay out his case on your show for the citizens to hear. Matter of fact, a couple of those elected officials even tagged him on Facebook telling him they thought he should come on Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbury and lay out his YMCA City of Muncie cards so everyone could hear what was happening and any questions that needed to be asked could be answered and we would all once and for all know what was happening. Well, this is what happened. A lot of people responded, but they were all against the project. And look, I understand there are citizens who are in favor of this, but I think they are few and far between, and honestly, I think any citizens who are in favor of this are probably somehow intimately connected to the mayor's administration. They're a friend or a friend of a friend, or they're connected to the Y. And so honestly, there's just very few of these folks who are in favor of this, and if they are, they are you know more or less connected to the project through being friends or family or whatever. So that is how that shook out. Either way, no one from that side reached out to me. 
Along with that, no one from the mayor's office responded to a request. No one from the YMCA responded to a request. And so I'm kind of left with a, a nothing on that, which is kind of what we've all been concerned about. However, on the other side of the argument, the folks that were against this, there were many of those people that reached out. I had people Facebook messaging me. I had people calling me and texting me. And I had people sending me emails. And basically what I did was I listened to everybody's argument and I picked the one person whose argument basically covered all of the other points that everybody else was making and the fact that her argument was well put together and concise made it a little bit easier. We're getting ready to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be joined by this citizen on the phone. You're listening to the 129th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey, and we'll be right back. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt, and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes, when we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. Now we go on the record with a one-on-one -on -one interview designed to engage, entertain, or enrage you. Perception is reality. On the record. All right. Welcome back to this 129th episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. It's good to be with you. Currently joining us on the phone is Mrs. Courtney Huffman, a Muncie citizen who is against the proposal to bring the YMCA to Tui Park and change that area forever. Courtney, it's good to have you. Hi there, thank you. So getting started, Courtney, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and why this matters to you? Um, so I'm 30 years old and I was born here in Muncie and I continue to live here and choose to work and, and play here in the area. Um, you know, I'm really just a, a normal citizen. Um, you know, I, I don't have any any relation to the city here. Um, my day job is an application developer. And so I provide, you know, system support, um, you know, write and test code, create forms and workflow, oh, wow. um, you know, integrate data and just kind of work to solve these problems, um, you know, with a variety of people, which is different backgrounds and, sure. and skills. Um, but I have this passion for, you know, arts and nature and, you know, doing my best to stand up for justice and and really include the, those skills of mine, um, you know, for problem solving and and just an effort to to continue learning. Sure. And so, um, you know, here I think I think just with the isolation that that's happening right now with our pandemic, it's I've, I've just spent a lot of time trying to think of how I can use those skills, um, you know, for something that provides a bit more fulfillment and. Um, you know, use those passions to, to help. And then along came this TUI proposal and it seemed like a good opportunity for me to do some research and kind of understand what's going on and, and just help kind of communicate what I see, you know, um, in the technology world as, as this perceived, you know, threat to our system. So absolutely, um, I appreciate you, you having me on and, and kind of letting me talk about that. Yeah, no problem. So from our conversation off air, I kind of gathered that this is your first foray into local politics that you don't consider yourself generally politically active. Is that correct? I would I would agree with that statement. I, I'm definitely a bit more introverted. Try and keep everything on social media to pictures of, of art and my pets and you know <laughs> pictures of nature and but you know there's there's just some things that that happen, you know, I, I really see this proposal, you know, if it's approved, if, if it goes through as something that would just be, you know, this, a major both social and environmental 
injustice to the citizens here in Muncie. And, you know, sometimes when in my position to be able to kind of lo- look at this data and, and use, you know, those those development skills to try and form a solution and communicate that um, this was, I just see this as too much of a risk to not stand up. And so I just wanted to to use my voice. I think this is something that I felt confident, you know, speaking out against. And I wanted to let my my friends and my family, and at this point, the public know that I that I'm really against this. And you know, I, I don't have a lot of uh, of stake in this in the way that I um you know I don't live in the surrounding neighborhoods around Tui. Um, I don't have kids. I'm just a normal tax tax paying citizen. Yep. And um, some would say that's the most important position there is. Sure. Yeah. So just briefly, for those that might not be familiar or listening at home and just can't really place where the park is or maybe aren't from Muncie, Tui Park is located just northwest of downtown Muncie, just northwest of City Hall, really. And it's right off the White River. It is bordered by North Street, Wheeling Avenue, and White River Boulevard. And there are homes there. It's kind of the southeast side of Ball State University. And you're stating that you don't live in one of those homes or a home right there in the direct neighborhood, but you are a citizen in Muncie. You do pay taxes here, and you are concerned about the park space in the city of Muncie, and you, moreover, are concerned about this specific issue. When did you become aware of this project? Five or maybe six days ago. It was a post, you know, on a, on a community involvement page out on social media that just, again, another citizen decided to post the video of the Parks and Rec board meeting where our mayor proposed uh, the, the, this 2E YMCA proposal. And this person also linked a link to the presentation that the Y presented and you know information on who to contact and really just helped our community understand what was going on. Um, so yeah, that, that was on social media, not, not from our city. I definitely understand what you're saying there. Sometimes it would be nice to hear this information directly from the city rather than from various other people. You know, these officials can go around when they're running for election, knocking on the door, asking for our votes, talking to us and telling us about everything great they're going to do. But once that election day is over, it seems like they don't want to talk to us ever again. So, all right. You have now told us that you heard the mayor's presentation at the park board meeting. You've heard the YMCA's presentation. Along with that, you've also read the mayor's op-ed piece. If you can, give the listener a summary of what you believe this YMCA project to be. Sure. My understanding is that we have this parkland. It is completely taxpayer-funded city parkland, you know, centrally located, that's used by everyone. It is currently accessible for free, minus pool fees, but the land itself to 100% of our citizens. And my understanding is that our mayor has proposed leasing and possibly other things because he's not sure if that's an okay thing to do. you know, leasing this, a large portion of this land that we all have funded and giving it to a private religious organization that is just simply not accessible to all of us. And I just really think, you know, some of this research that we've, it wasn't in the parks meeting, but some of the research that that I've read since then, you know, we, we have this National Recreation and Park Association and they recommend that citizens have 6.25 to 10 and a half park acres per 1,000 residents. And I learned through this that Muncie is currently only at 3.4 acres per yeah. 1,000 of us. That's really low. And so I was just really shocked to see that you know we're already low on this park space, and our mayor is proposing you know leasing a large portion of that to a private organization that simply not every single citizen in this community can afford. Um, You know, I heard a lot of comments about inclusivity in that board meeting and, and I am just, I'm just confused by that because to me, it's not inclusive. Sure. You know, I I spoke 
on some of my my posts um i i dug out this old mid's earth day art submission that i submitted when yeah. i was nine um you know and and i talked about how you know even at that time i recognized that we had this responsibility to really commit to protecting you know our parks wait, for wait kids a minute. for all i don't mean to interrupt you but sure. are, are you saying that this thing on your social media you made this yes so i um <laughs> yes i was in elementary school i um i went to mitchell so um you know the privilege is not lost on me that i had you know a, a great neighborhood to grow up in that was safe and secure but even with that you know we you know, and parents that worked full time, you know, we still, you know, kind of struggled. We couldn't afford a Y membership. Um, yeah. And they, they might not appreciate me um, saying this publicly, but, you know, it's just the reality. Sure. Um, but during this time, yeah, we, we um, our school participated in the, in the MITS, this annual MITS Earth Day poster contest. Yeah. And so, yeah, that picture on there was, was my submission from that when I was That is wild. Nine. How old were you when you did this? I was nine. That's and, amazing. Uh, you know, th there really is something to say, you know, with getting kids involved creatively, even at such a young age, because here I am 21 years later. And, uh, you know, I really remember that process. Um, yeah. Them reaching out and asking for input, you know, me going through this process of, of drawing what I thought my future should look like. Yeah. And, you know, submitting it somehow winning and then you know i actually got to go to that board meeting where they introduced it and i met our mayor at the time dan cannon yeah um you know got to talk to him a little bit and and it was i, I talk in there about how i actually felt leaving um there like these adults who were in charge of our city and parks you know heard my voice yeah and you know i i don't feel that way today ah, so i, I really so want good. us to kind of get back to that yeah purpose we have when we were kids and sure really think about um you know our future and what we want to protect for for the future of our of our city i agree with that 100 percent. all right so tell the listeners what you did next you hear about this proposal you're not exactly thrilled with it you do a little bit of research and then next you you reach out to elected officials tell us about that so i did and i wrote a very lengthy email yep and i did have it was my actual representative from my district um, he responded to me, like I told you before, within 58 minutes. Yeah. Um, I was super impressed. And, um, you know, the feedback I got from that email was sincere and, um, you know, data filled and gave me indication that, you know, there were things in motion to get a public meeting scheduled so that all stakeholders could have, a, you know, equal time and opportunity to present and also allow for public comment. And so since then, that's actually been scheduled. Yes. And that's on December 1st, 6 p.m. Yep. Um, so I was really happy to see the fact that my representative, you know, was pushing for that and, you know, succeeded in setting that up. Um, other than his response, I did receive um, a response from the mayor a couple days after and you know it definitely wasn't what i wanted to hear um there was encouragement to you know participate in the upcoming committee meeting um, and share concerns there but you know what i really want to hear is that TUI is no longer going to be considered sure. for this project and and that's not what i heard so that's still what i'm waiting for um, you know, I, I don't want TUI to be considered and I don't want any of our parkland to be considered. I think there are other sustainable solutions. We can get creative and, and make this, you know, we can make this work. So that's what I'm pushing for. And, and I hope that, um, you know, that's the outcome we'll see. But yeah, I, I understand that. Uh, you said something a moment ago that was really interesting to me, that when you were a younger child doing that art project, that you felt like you were heard by the adults, by the people that were in power. But right now, you really don't feel that way. And I'm telling you that I hear so many people say that across the board in different towns, cities, and counties, and in all forms of various aspects of local government. And that's what's 
so frustrating that you want to be heard and that the local officials make us feel like they don't care what we have to say. But I'll tell you, if more people like you started standing up and we started coming together, they would hear us and they would get the message and things would be better. Are you planning on attending the land and traffic committee meeting on the 1st and then the city council meeting on the 7th of December? I am. Um, you know, as, as long as things aren't, you know, it's, it's hard right now, I think, to plan anything public with, sure, with the with, pandemic. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, the, this is really important to me. And so, you know, I, I plan to attend. I would love the opportunity for a public comment. Um, you know, I, I think I have experiences that might not be data filled like the other stakeholders will have at the table, but they're just as important. You know, we all have a voice. We all have value in our input. And um, it's just important for them to hear from people of all backgrounds. So yeah, I will be there. Very good. What are you doing between now and then to try and gather more information or to try and get others to be involved or aware of what's going on? Is there anything that you're currently uh, involved with or or is there anything that you're aware of? Yeah, so I'm... um, you know, I'm really just trying to communicate the best I can, given the, you know, conditions that we're in. I'm, I'm working from home, you know, I'm, I'm doing my part to stay self-isolated yeah. and keep everyone safe. So, so right now, all, all I really have are social media outlets and, and other types of, of digital communication like that. So, um, you know, what I've tried to do so far is just gather the information that I've seen other people share and try and and collect all of that into one place Um, and just kind of, you know, share the link out to the um, save2e.org site where, where people can learn more about the proposal as a whole, Um, you know, alternate solutions that some really amazing subject matter experts in our community, again, just other normal taxpaying citizens that want to help, um, you know, they have input. And um, so that information's out on the site. You know, I've got a link to email, you know, the mayor, um, the, the parks email, a link to find who your representative is. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. Um, you know, a call to action to share. And, and and for me, I kind of feel like that that's all I can do at this yeah, point. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And, and, you know, everybody just doing what it is that they are best at and what they can do is really doing a lot. Just that's, that's how we all have to uh, work in this. I think that's fantastic. Listen, I will include the links to your picture. I think that's kind of cool. I will also include the links to savetui.org so people can read that. And I will also include the link to your email that you sent to the mayor and to the council and to the park board because I think that that's a really good read for folks that might be interested in looking at some of your data that you have found and that you sent the elected officials. So besides this Tui Park issue, how do you foresee your involvement with Muncie politics in the future? Do you think that you're done depending on what happens here or either way? Or no matter how this shakes out, do you foresee yourself being more involved with Muncie politics from now on out? I do plan to to stay involved locally more often. You know, I think it's scary, you know, in these posts I shared that I, you know, contacted all of you know, mayor and the parks and all of these representatives, but that was the first time I've ever done that. Yep. And I'm 30. Yep. Right. So every single one of us, you know, shouldn't fear reaching out to our elected officials. Yep. You know, they, they work for us. It's, it's our taxpayer you know, yep. dollars that fund them. So we really shouldn't be nervous about doing so. And, and I can tell you as soon as I sent that email, I have read it so many times and I was so nervous, but <laughs> I, um, it was worth it. And I, again, was really impressed with the representative I have that reached out to me. Yes. And the fact that from him, I heard, you know, that my voice was heard, that what I said was taken into consideration. And so that kind of um, gratification, if you will, is definitely encouraging. So, you know, all of our representatives out there, um, it's really important to to engage with us more yes. often and, and try and build those relationships up. But, yeah. but yes, I do plan to stay involved. Um, you know, I, I think we all have levels of, of expertise and knowledge that can benefit. And I think we just need to find, um, you know, I, I, I work in IT, but but my 
skills can be valuable in, in other fields. And, sure. and I think we're all that way. So it's just a matter of finding what you're passionate about and uh, just working working toward those goals. So, Absolutely. So yeah, I'm not going anywhere. That's fantastic. We always need people that are passionate and are willing to do what they can to let the government know that, hey, we're here and we're watching. If you deserve praise, we'll do that. But if you need to be put in your place, we'll do that as well. Before we go, I do want to mention to you and to everyone else that there is actually no ordinance before the council. This got brought up because apparently there have been some communications between the mayor and the Y, and we don't know what those communications involve, but because of that, he went to the park board, and he asked the park board to vote on a proposal that he gave them a little bit of information on. So because people heard that, and they were like, wait a minute, something's happening, we all started bombarding the city council. City council didn't know anything about this. They're in the same position we all are, and everybody started looking towards the mayor saying, hey, what's going on here? Well, the council has the authority to send this to a committee, which is made up of city council members. It's not the full council, and that committee is the... uh, Uh, the Land and Traffic Committee. It's made up of three city council members, Jeff Robinson, Troy Ingram, and Ralph Smith. And they have then took it upon themselves to impanel this committee. It'll be on December 1st. And they have sent out an invitation to the Y. They've sent out an invitation to the mayor. And they're making it public to all of the citizens of Muncie saying... Hey, everybody's welcome. We want to hear what's going on. It's time for people to put their cards on the table. So hopefully at this meeting, we will get more information. And if you're a citizen in Muncie, you can attend that meeting and you can speak and let your thoughts and your concerns or your issues be heard. You can ask questions and put it all out there. You can also contact any of the city council members, specifically the three members of this committee. You can also contact your mayor. Anyone can contact these people at any time, but you can definitely do that, and you can definitely speak and be heard on December 1st. Now, we do have a city council meeting scheduled for the Monday following that, which is December 7th, but as of right now, this is not an ordinance that is on the agenda, or it's not an ordinance that's scheduled to be talked about or voted on. And what that means is, as long as this is not an ordinance, this will never be voted on and it will never come to fruition. Now, I do foresee the mayor putting an ordinance in probably at this meeting in December. He has to do that pretty soon. If he doesn't do it by the December meeting, I definitely foresee it being at the meeting in January. But what that means is once it's in actual ordinance form, and anybody in the city of Muncie can put forward an ordinance, you or I can, any other citizen can, the city council members can, the mayor can, anybody can go through the process and put an ordinance in front of the council to vote. And once that ordinance is put on the agenda, it will go before the council, they will read that ordinance, and then they will vote to whether they're going to introduce it or not introduce it. At that time, anyone who wants to speak out for or against can then speak out for or against it again. If it is voted on and voted to introduce, it will then go to another city council meeting, at which point we will all get a chance to speak for or against it again, and they will vote again. If it is killed and not introduced at that first meeting, then it will be done for one year, and nothing can happen until that one year is up. So there are a couple different places where you can go and be heard if you want to be heard on the record, if you want to listen to all of the information that will hopefully come out, you can do that. If you have questions, if you have concerns, if you want to speak out in favor of this, or if you want to speak out against this, there are definitely a couple different places, but you have to be motivated and do that. A lot of these situations, 
people don't start getting this involved until it's like the last council meeting, and then it's almost too late. That's what happened at the uh, council meeting in uh, August of 2019, concerning the Wales Sustainable Product uh, steel plant. That had been going on for months, and nobody really paid any attention until it was almost damn near too late. Thank God we got it stopped, and thank God everything uh, sprung into action the way it did. But it's always better to do it how we're doing it. Catch it when it first happens. It's like a cancer. If you find out about it early on, you can treat it, you can work with it, you can figure out what's going on, and if it's something bad, you can definitely destroy it and move on. But if you let it fester and grow and it becomes malignant, well, then we're all in trouble. Everybody knows how that works. So that's just something for you to keep in mind that this is not actually even a thing just yet. We just caught this really, really early. Hopefully, we can get some great information on this at the meeting on December 1st. And I'm telling you, if the citizens like what you hear, stand up and speak in favor of it. If you don't like what you hear, let them know that as well. That is something that we all need to understand is our right. And honestly, even past being a right, I believe it is our duty. It is our responsibility to be active and involved with our local government, with our state government, and with our national government, but definitely on the local scene. All right. Well, before we close up shop, do you think there's anything else that needs to be said or do you think we mentioned it all? You know, I, I really think we, we've covered it all. Um, I would just leave with my goal in this is to get us all to agree that we believe our taxpayer funded city parks should remain accessible to to all of us. And, you know, if, if I wanted to include my hopes and dreams, the next steps after that would be, you know, for the mayor to, to commit to drafting a community-driven strategic plan to really address some of these discrepancies we see, you know, in, in that recommended park acres, um, you know, and park utilization. And, and I just think we could be doing so much more for the future of this city. So, yeah. you know, the, this definitely is a multi-phase thing, but, but first and foremost, we, we got to get our voices heard. So I, I really appreciate you. Um, this was really scary, but I, I appreciate you bringing me on and um, you've been great to speak with. So yeah. I just, I appreciate the time and, and opportunity. It was absolutely my pleasure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have been speaking with Mrs. Courtney Huffman, a Muncie citizen who has been vehemently opposed to the city of Muncie turning Tui Park into the next YMCA. She has definitely put forth an amazing argument here before us, and hopefully we can convince the mayor and the city council that this is not in the best interest of the majority of the city. If you want to be active or involved in this matter and you need information, please look in the summary of this episode. There will be several different links there for information that you will need. Also, depending on when you hear this, I, you know how podcasts work, there is a land and traffic committee meeting that is set for 6 p.m. on Tuesday, December 1st, 2020. You will be able to attend that. You will be able to hear from the folks that show up and speak, for example, members of the YMCA or Mayor Ridenour. Hopefully, the committee will push those members to give as much information as we possibly can get. You, as a citizen of Muncie or a citizen from anywhere else, will be able to speak as well. Hopefully, we'll be able to get all of our questions and our concerns out and addressed that evening. Then again, there is a Muncie City Council meeting the following Monday at uh, 7 o'clock. That is Monday, December 7th, 2020. You will be able to speak at that meeting. I don't know if this will be on the agenda or not, but I foresee it being on the agenda very soon. If not that meeting, I'm I'm guessing it will be on the meeting in January, so you can do that as well. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of us here at Perception is Reality, I want to say thank you for tuning in. 
Please share this episode with everyone you know. And remember, don't let it get to the deadline before you decide that you need to get active and say something. Now is the time. It's always the right time to get active in local government. Don't let them silence you because we, the people, are in charge and they can't act without our consent. Keep that in mind, consent of the governed. It's something I did an episode on not too long ago and I'm just going to continue hammering it over and over and over. All right, well, that's going to do it for this 129th episode of Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. That's me. I'm your host. Be sure to share the show with everyone you know. And until next time, get educated, get active, get involved. Stay safe. God bless. And I'll look forward to talking to you again real soon. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318. And on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com. Or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember, perception, perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.